by far the most important thing I can tell you right now is that Duck Stream is happening November 11th to 13th. This is our annual charity live stream for the Transactive Gender Center, a charity near and dear uh, to both of our hearts. Um, 48 hours of gaming from me and Cole. First 24 hours in Portland, me, Brayton, Nick, uh, guests doing goofy shit for 24 hours, rando stuff. Super fun donation incentives. Second 24-hour, Cole has super fun donation incentives, is getting in through as many Resident Evil games as he can in 24 hours. Um, that I'm sure that sounds fun to you. It's going to be so good. Uh, and I really, really hope that you will tune in. I really, really hope that you're able to uh, give to the charity. I know um, money is tight everywhere. I get it. Uh, but we're doing our best to make this, um, you know, make you feel good about it incentivize it we have a lot of cool incentives and donations and stuff um we really want to to make our goal and really make a difference uh for this this charity i love um you know it is a a polarizing time in uh kind of american culture and it's you know this is a good time to show your support i think so uh go to duckfeed.tv forward slash duck stream to find details on that the second most important thing I can tell you is that in the main episode of this, I was thinking of the Dark Souls 1 character creation music, which sounds just like the Saver music. So thank you very much to Paul for jogging my memory. That's what I was thinking of. And on to your Resident Evil 4 responses. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a retro gaming extra suit. Yes. And this week we are reading your responses to Resident Evil 4 which is mm-hmm. our fall survival horror game. And also, um, dare I say, the game that most of you have uh, written into. Yes. Um, and we're entering into like hour five of recording. Yeah. About it or yeah. So, so uh, yeah. forgive us if we get a loopy and forgive us if we go through these a little bit quickly. <laughs> um, it is one of our longest, if not our longest recording session as well. Yeah. Um, one of those things you never know until that something should be split into two episodes until after, <laughs> after it's done. <laughs> so... Probably would have been a good idea. However, uh, retro, uh, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. Yep. Um, let's, I'll go ahead and get started here with Brian. Uh, Brian says, is there a better paced action game than RE4? The droop of health and ammo is just faster than their consumption in regular play, leading to a constant series of peaks and troughs. Peaks just before a boss or set piece battle and troughs afterwards where you're scrambling to retain your precious security. Every time I looked at a full inventory, I knew I was going to there was going to be a brutal battle coming up that would drain all of my resources. I'm not as big a fan of the turret style shooting, but the pacing forgives a multitude of sins. It does. Like pacing yeah. in general, like across media and across games. Yeah. yeah pacing m- is very important. Yeah, we'll make everything better. Yeah. Yeah. It is um you know, and then go back to the last episode to hear us kind of enumerate why that's happening as far as the uh, difficulty system. Yep. You know, which is the reason it's, it's, that's very much by design is not like an accidental genius thing. Right. There are systems in place enforcing that. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Owen writes, being a fan of all the original Resident Evil games, I was a bit put off by the changes in four when I initially started it. Um, it really, uh, it, it's really more of an action game. Uh, but as I played through it, I grew to deeply love it. Uh, the boss fight in the tiny boat is so epic. The guy showing sh- showing up with the chainsaw uh, at the beginning is a serious oh shit moment. 
Uh, two was the first Resident Evil game that I played, so I have a fondness for Leon and Ada uh, and that whole thing. Love the show. Keep it up. Yeah. A couple of people have asked like whether they can just start with RE4, mm-hmm. and you can. Um, but if you like the series, if you like the old style ones, I would say 2 is the one I'd recommend playing. Yeah. Remake is a better game, but 2 leads into this one kind of a little bit more directly, even though the characters don't really resemble their former selves that much. Right. And 2 is just phenomenal regardless. Yeah. So. And just like from a uh, like a macro view, like 2 is more concerned with the uh, like the Raccoon City incident, which like mm-hmm. most of everything deals with. Yeah, yeah. It, it kind of follows from that. So that does give you at least the background you need to know what umbrella is yeah you know and what kind of where these people are coming from um corbin says uh by contact uh i'm gonna it's just a habit i know that it doesn't matter anymore um <laughs> corbin says i love re4 because it's the only game in the series to figure out how to do how self-serious and absurd the whole resident evil franchise actually is then play it up for b-movie camp in this world, it makes sense that Chris Redfield is suplexing zombies, that there's just uh, chainsaw murderers for no reason, <laughs> why there's a squeaky voice little person Napoleon, a uh, little person Napoleon. RE4 nails the tone of action slash horror that I appreciate immensely. Also, put me down as one who enjoys the attache case Tetris inventory management. You and me both, man. It's so hard when, I, when people say that this like hits a tone of a movie and stuff. I always wonder about that because I've never seen a movie that like this reminds me of this is, it's like I. a lot of little movie things, but like this is on a different level. Yeah. That. This is so fucking out there. It's, it, it's just like a real scattered approach. Yeah. Yeah. It's borrowing <laughs> little bits, which resident evil was always done. Like there's, this is this little thing from, yeah. you know, uh, dawn of the dead. This is this little thing from night of the living dead, et cetera. Yeah. Um, but to have it, it done with a different kind of genre. Yeah. Or from like or, a different franchise. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's what kind of what we're picking up on. Alan writes, next to Silent Hill 2, Resident Evil 4 is easily my favorite survival horror game of all time, but I love RE4 for completely different reasons. I'd honestly say it's in my top 10 favorite games of all time. The GameCube version is my preferred way to play. The Wii version is pretty great too, but honestly, the aiming makes things a little easier, and I feel like it takes away from the feel of the game. I played through the original three RE games, but this is definitely where I developed a man crush on Leon. Some of my favorite and most terrifying moments are being chased and, in some cases, decapitated by the Chainsaw Man. A very similar enemy makes an appearance in The Evil Within, which is a fun and underrated game. Or anything to do with the Regenerators. I also remember this as being one of the first games where I ran into QuickTime events. Great game that I usually return to every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. You know, uh, I haven't played uh, The Evil Within. I'm kind of curious about it. I've heard pretty mixed things. Yep. Um, I've, I've heard that it hues just too closely to this. Mm. Yeah. If it, if it like, played, hues to it and he, it gets it, like, that's what I want. Yeah. You know, but it's, I guess it's just got a lot of kind of arbitrary deaths and instant kills from bosses, especially early on, mm-hmm. uh, that sound not great to me. Yeah. But it's been on my, like, watch list for a sale. Mm-hmm. Um, looking for that to get sub 10 bucks and I'll probably give it a shot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks, Alan. Mm-hmm. Jeff says, uh, no game to find the GameCube generation for me quite as much as Resident Evil four. One of only two games I've done speed runs for when I was 15, <laughs> I knew Resident Evil four, like the back of my hand. Something about that age convinced me that this game was not so much a classic as an instant relic, one marked by the time period it was made 
and not one that would survive as a celebrated gem. Familiarity re uh, breeds resentment, I suppose. It's been more than a decade since I completed a run of this game, and that's probably much too long. Also, fuck the water room. I was stuck <laughs> in that room in professional mode for upwards of a year of oh, wow. frequent rage quit attempts until I left the game in the dust. Perhaps uh, too long is not enough time. Hmm. I don't know what what the water room is. Are are, are they referring to the uh, like the place where you go into the sewers with the Novistadors? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know what the water room uh, is referring to either. Yeah. And that the um yeah, I mean, I could see like I've never heard of a speedrunner being like I hate this game, but like learning to speedrun a game is going to expose you to more of the game than was ever intended. Yeah. So I could see it that kind of being a being a factor for sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, Joe writes, one thing I love about Resident Evil 4 relates to the game's difficulty, and I didn't learn about it until years later. Most people are probably aware of the way that the game manipulates ammo drops and always keeps you at the level of relative scarcity, uh, including not letting you buy ammo, even though the shopkeeper's character model is covered in loose ammo and, uh, <laughs> and he hangs around boxes of the stuff. But this manipulation... Um, also extends to the number and placement of enemies uh, in indivi individual encounters. Um, if you poke around YouTube and other places, there are plenty of examples um, of uh, what can change and why. But the fact that the, that the effect is so subtle and most people will not notice this is a testament to how well they designed the dynamic difficulty. Um, I imagine that uh, this also helps make the game uh, such, an, uh, such an evergreen title. Even though, uh, even if using uh, the mouse and keyboard or Wiimote gives you much more accurate of aiming uh, than the game was originally designed for, it can push back and give you so many more ganados to shoot. Yeah, uh, yeah, we we definitely talked about that a bunch. Um, we didn't. I think we forgot to mention that you can't buy ammo, which like there are tons of times where that would be awesome mm -hmm. uh, to be able to do so, and sadly, you know, we cannot. Um, one little trick that you can do is if you do any upgrade to your weapon. It will increase the uh, or refill your ammo. Mm -hmm. It's any upgrade or or at least the ammo count one. But yeah, that's a that's kind of a you know don't uh, upgrade something unless it's empty. Especially the Magnum. Yep. Um, you know because it's just free ammo. <laughs> uh, yeah. If you could buy ammo, it would totally change things. And again, leaning into that perfection. If you could buy ammo, it would ruin the game because yep. adding anything to this like that would ruin it. Um, Jesse says, Resident Evil Four is definitely a pinnacle of my GameCube library. But playing the Wii version on Dolphin is the definitive experience with it. Although I've heard uh, with some mods, the HD version on Steam is very close. When the game came out, I was honestly blown away by the graphics and the level of tension they managed to maintain for nearly the entire game. I didn't know at the time that the game uh, intentionally will scale its difficulty based on how well you're doing. But I really appreciate uh, Capcom's discretion in not advertising this fact. It made the game accessible for a lot of people. This was also one of the first games where my non-gamer <laughs> friends and I would sit around and just watch someone play it, play through the campaign like a movie. I remember specifically when a roommate's girlfriend asked one evening, hey, when are we going to watch that scary movie game? Uh, <laughs> it made my heart swell. <laughs> yep. Oh, gosh. That's an uh, like, like an experience that I have, like people asking to uh, watch that scary game. I don't know if it's because uh, so like I moved into college with uh, with Ben from the level as my uh, as my RA and he had a lot of friends who were like oh let's just like play Silent Hill two and watch it but like mm -hmm. we had a lot of you know movie nights that were just playing survival horror games 
and watching yeah. them with each other. <laughs> watching people play video games is super fun. Yep. You know, it's like a, it, whenever anyone expresses like a parent or something expresses why that's strange. I'm just, you know, we watch people play games forever. Yep. Like we, you know, football. Yep. Like, like watching people play games is totally just something that we've always done. Yep. Um, yeah. Agreed. Uh, so Steven says, I'm really looking forward to your in-depth look at Resident Evil 4. I've tried and failed to enjoy RE4 many times over the past decade, despite understanding why people uh, hold it up as an example of the one of the best games that, they, uh, that has ever been made. Um, it's definitely not a problem on the game's part. It's more a matter of my taste on my part. Um, in spite of really enjoying the aesthetics and plot details of games like Bloodborne, I am a sensitive boy when it comes to, to uh, survival horror. Um, it's a genre that I enjoy or hearing about uh, more than playing myself, uh, which is a great service Duckbeat has provided um, in the past. See Silent Hill games or Amnesia or RE games or Soma, etc. Um, I really love uh, a window into an experience that I haven't uh, been able to uh, to have with games that I uh, can critically understand uh, as great, even though I can't really tap into the experience myself due to matters of personal preference. That's un- that's understandable. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, like like this, you know, horror gets at something elemental about a person, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. get it. Like it's, uh, you know, it's, it's for me, but I get that it's not for everybody. Yep. And it is, um, I don't think you're alone. I think there's a reason why horror games are the most popular YouTube, you know, <laughs> thing. And it's not just like PewDiePie screaming, yeah. you know, it's also, it's people are in that position. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, Ellen says via, uh, via contact, um, I have a pretty warm history with RE4. I won't say that it got me back into gaming, but it was one of the first grade A games I played when I picked it up secondhand. Uh, on a PS2 about 10 years after I sold my PS1 and temporarily gave up the hobby. It was like I didn't realize what was wrong with the previous Resident Evil games until I played this one. I'd honestly never really thought about how bad tank controls were until I played RE4, and moving away from static backgrounds was great for the series. I know that these uh, were in large part necessary evils given the generation of hardware that the first games came out on, but they've dated pretty badly to the point where I find it difficult to go back to the older games. And I'll say this last thing in a hush tone, but I prefer the fact that ammo is plentiful in this game. Uh, I know that it departs from what made this series true survival, uh, survival horror, but I had more fun with this than previous entries, partly because of that. I think a large part of what made this game so fun was the inventiveness of the Ganados. I know that the plot has some holes and gets a bit crazy in the back half, more like Resident Evil games. But by switching locations to outside the U.S. and giving the player a new type of zombie that is less old-style horror movie zombie and really more of a mix between a brainwashed person and the undead, the series refreshed its direction. Also, as I've said on Facebook, the game is my personal fireworks factory when it comes to the show, and he finally <laughs> got there. Thank you both uh, so much for hours of entertainment. Here is to five more years. Yeah, and only Thanks. that. And and just that. That's when the glowing palms, glowing gems on our palm uh, start glowing. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Since this is about RE4, I won't spend a bunch of time uh, debating you about earlier games in the series. Uh, happy, to, <laughs> happy to agree to disagree with you. Um, I will say that it is factually false that the static backgrounds are like entirely a function of the technology. Like right. a lot of those decisions in RE4 are not functions of the technology. Right. Um, that you're talking about those are intentional design choices. Like it's possible that they're not for you, mm-hmm. but they're not. That was the only way they could do it. And if you want to see 
what I think like you kind of give up with that is playing remake is a really good way to do that because yeah. remake is one of the most beautiful games ever made mm-hmm. and uh, remains so. And part of that is because of those like beautiful, beautiful static backgrounds. Yeah. Um, you know, it, there's an element of cinematography that is entirely lacking in this game. You know, that it just kind of is in the moment to moment play mm-hmm. of uh, the, the static camera games um, that like I can appreciate again, maybe not for you. Yep. Like yeah, that might not be something you like, but it's not an accident. You know, yep. it's not a, a technical limitation. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the, um, it's, it's, it's also kind of interesting too, cause I don't see the back half of this as being more like a resident evil game. No, um, no. Like this is, it's, it's pretty unlike a resident evil game actually. No, it's, it's um, more like stuff that would come after. Yeah. Yeah. So the whole thing is not very much like the early games. Yeah. Um, which I under, like, I don't expect you to know if you, if you don't, I don't expect people to play things they don't like, mm-hmm. you know, whenever somebody is like, Oh, do you really think that? Like, did you get to this part? And that part <laughs> is like at the back half of the game. It's like, well, no, I didn't like it. You yeah, know, like I'm not going to it. disqualify people for not like getting to the point where we can like draw that distinction. Yeah. 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 So it's I, I definitely don't blame you for that, but it's not I, I don't think it's quite true. Um, I do really like the the difference. Uh, Ganados are a more fun enemy to fight than zombies. Yep. Um, they're in this weird sweet spot of having a little bit of AI, but not very much mm-hmm. like they're smart, but they're not cunning. You know, they're not humans. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that part really works. Yeah. 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 Uh, Doug writes, in looking at the game again, I have started pondering why RE5, which mostly follows the gameplay template, uh, fell a little flat for me. I think that it has everything to do with the tone that the, uh, (laughs) sorry, the tone and the palpable feeling of dread that oozes from every corner of RE4. I've rarely played a game that can make me feel as uneasy Uh, by doing nothing more than showing me a hallway. It starts at the village and simply ratchets up over the course of the game. The deeper I go, the more that I know it's going uh, to get worse. Um, If RE4 is alien, then RE5 is aliens. Uh, The terror and claustrophobia is replaced with action, which, while entertaining, doesn't uh, scratch quite the same itch. Few games have matched this feeling for me since. Perhaps Bloodborne is the last game that I can think of that came close. Uh, and the line from RE4 to Bloodborne is a pretty straight one. I'm pretty curious to see what RE7 holds, and I'm uh, sorry, and I hope that RE4's legacy can continue to yield dividends in future titles. Um, I imagine that it will come uh, that it will come up, uh, up uh, on the show. Uh, but I'm curious to see uh, what your impression is of the game's legacy uh, and what it has been uh, so far uh, and uh, where you see it going. Yeah, um, RE7 is really interesting. I yep. think we both were pretty into the demo. Yeah, I, yeah. It's it's you know it's pretty fun. I'm pretty curious about how combat's going to work in it. I think that's going to be the kind of dividing, <laughs> and- deciding factor of whether... It works. It's one of those frustrating things where, like, the pace at which information about that has come out has felt very much like marketing to me. It's like, what has been. Well, I like mean, 100%. Yeah. like, it's obviously, like, like yeah. oh, in the past yeah. two days that we've been recording this, it's been like, oh, there are item boxes. Well, mm-hmm. okay, show me fighting a zombie. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. It, it, I want to see how that works. And maybe they don't have it quite figured out yet maybe that's part of what's going on yep um i'm really interested in when it where it's going um i think that the other thing that makes kind of five uh fall flat is that 
from like a pure wireframe kind of level design thing, it didn't bring very much new, you know, like it, it, there weren't that many new situations in five that you didn't have in four. So like, yes, it was more action movie and kind of the theming, but like it was a lot of the same kind of stuff. Well, it was like the same stuff, but like we made it different and more exciting by the fact that we expected somebody else to be with you. Yeah, that's true. So they can kind of ramp it up. I probably owe that game a revisit. Like um, I never played the DLC. I guess there's a DLC where you go back to the mansion. Uh, That's appealing to me. It's not back to the mansion, but it is back to a place that was designed by uh, Spencer and by Trevor. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, that had more to do with the progenitor virus, which is uh, what five had to do with. Yeah. 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 I'm curious about that. Like I should, I should replay that, um, which I I probably won't get a chance to, but I should Um, seven. I'm interested in, I don't want to make a bunch of um, concessions for VR and nope. I don't want uh, the combat to be awful. But if it can kind of slay those two dragons, I'm pretty into it. Yep. I, I think we're about due for another kind of reboot. Yep. Um, somebody else named Gary uh, mm-hmm. says, A fond memory I have of this game is when I told one of my best friends in high school how great the game game was and implored her to check it out. She obliged, and we began playing it together. The only problem was that she was not used to horror games at all. She had not played many mature games either at that point. Uh, my friends tend to be very over the top and was constantly, uh, my friend tends to be very over the top and was constantly freaked out about Ashley's safety, zombie crowd control, and most memorably for me, the Garador boss fight. Uh, <laughs> the stress of that encounter put her over the edge. It was hilarious. So naturally, I filmed it and showed it to our friends, and we all had a good laugh about it together. Hmm. Her reaction to that fight has become an in-joke in our group that was, uh, that we, still including her, uh, still talk about to this day. My friend went on to become a massive Resident Evil fan after completing RE4 in its entirety and now laughs at her former self as she looks back on her first experiences and fears with the game. She became a streamer. Like yeah. her uh, very vocal objections to fear uh, became yeah. an object <laughs> an object of entertainment for people other than her. Yeah. Yeah. The um, yeah, the, the basis of modern entertainment. So <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah. No. Uh, we have a couple more of these. Um, by the <laughs> by, the way, these responses go. Uh, Lucas says, "I'm a huge fan of Resident Evil Four, and to this day, I believe it is a combination of tight gameplay uh, of a tight gameplay loop and hilarious, ridiculous storytelling uh, that is yet to be bested by any other action game." Uh, while I've replayed it many times, my first time playing RE4 was the most memorable. Um, I was 16 years old and was dating a cute girl who lived in my building. She wanted to play a game, and uh, browsing my collection, <laughs> my collection, uh, she suggested RE4 for the Wii, um, which I had just bought. Uh, when I asked why, she said because uh, she had seen a bit of the game at a friend's house, um, and that Leon Kennedy was quote the perfect man. <laughs> I agree. No, he's not. Yeah. <laughs> don't like you, you seriously don't want that. Like <laughs> you'll you'll never. You can never please him. It's not like the, those aren't the kind of the currencies he traffics in. So <laughs> that's a, that's the trap he falls in. If Leon is perfect, that is an asymmetrical perfection. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you do not want to be be an interfacial couple with that guy. No, no. Like, uh. <laughs> um, we played the game for a couple of hours. Uh, me holding the Wiimote and doing all of the shooting while she controlled Leon's movements uh, with hmm. the nunchuck. It was a surprisingly fun way to play the game. Uh, we are both taken in by the tense opening in the village while also admiring Leon's good looks and smart mouth. To this day, the where's everyone going? Bingo line 
reminds me of that play session and makes me laugh a lot. By the end, we both agree that Leon Kennedy was marriage material. Again, I don't think you want that. <laughs> it's not going to end well. Like, how many ex-wives do you think Leon has? None? It's been six eh. years. Like, six yeah. years is a lifetime. And it's a lot really of... an eventful yeah. time for him, too. So, <laughs> um, I'm going to go ahead and take uh, Josh here. Okay. Um, I think one of the things that struck me the most about Resident Evil 4 is just how ridiculously silly the entire thing is. I don't think a single line of dialogue was spoken with any sense of urgency or tension, which felt like an odd choice at first, but I ended up really liking that contrast of the awful banter between characters and the tension that the game provided. Hearing Leon say, no thanks, bro, to Salazar, <laughs> Salazar was great, and lamenting the death of Mike the helicopter pilot after only knowing him for 10 minutes were real standout moments for me. Sitting in Sadler's throne room after the button prompt was just a question mark label was fucking great. <laughs> I wasn't expecting to laugh so much. Leon's inability to take anything seriously was really great. Uh, most importantly, though, the combat and scenario designs were so engaging throughout the entire game. It picked at the uh, same parts of my brains that the Soul series does, uh, where I don't know what's going to be around the next corner, and you're kind of thrust into these very handcrafted playground environments. I've come to realize that this is my favorite way for a game to be designed. I want small environments with intentionally crafted encounters and fun ways to interact with the things inside them. I want to move from playground to playground and try out everything they have to offer. Hell, I took both the paths in the village just because I wanted more game. <laughs> I don't think there was a single moment in this game where I uh, was genuinely bored, and the fluidity of the difficulty felt entirely natural to me. I was never totally lost for health slash ammo, but I was never in a situation where I had too much of either of them. Uh, it always felt like I had just enough to feel nervous and be careful. I kept thinking, there has to be a part of this game that's a drag, right? And it just never happened. The village, castle, and island are all fantastic. It's a masterclass in pacing. It's shockingly good. Sorry to gush so much, but damn. Occasionally, bumpy QTE encounters aside, I really like this game. I don't know what the WAF episode is going to sound like, but I'm really hoping uh, that this game is still great from the perspective of returning players and the fun hasn't worn off, because I want to play this game again and again. Yeah, yeah I, think, I, I think we were appropriately effusive. Yeah, we, we gushed plenty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I agreed you know, on just about all parts. Um, I forgot that the, the label to sit down on the chair was question mark. That's really great. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it is something where, you know, we talked about a couple of those combat dungeons in the end that fall to B-plus material, but any of that stuff that fails, it is just on a curve. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it's hard for that to derail the entire experience. 100%. Yeah. Um, Craig, Craig writes, um, I think what makes Resident Evil 4 so good is that it's an incredibly well-tuned game. All of the game systems work together uh, to make an extremely satisfying experience, and the game's mechanics never really get in the way of the fun. It somehow managed to do uh, both tank controls and escort quests uh, uh, right at the same time. Uh, the game's difficulty also creates a great balance between empowering the player and punishing arrogant or sloppy gameplay. Even when you're fully strapped, you always feel like you're uh, one unlucky hit, missed shot, or sudden plaga appearance away uh, from being in trouble. Uh, groups of enemies also never stop being scary. In addition, the level of detail packed into this game is really impressive for what is completely a linear experience. Um, every time I play, uh, it is always a, uh, I always find a hidden treasure um, that I hadn't seen before, or some interesting interaction that I, uh, uh, or approach 
uh, to a set piece that I had never noticed. Uh, the attention to detail uh, really shows the care and effort that went into the game, and uh, this can make the game still feel fresh after multiple play multiple playthroughs. Thank you guys for finally covering this game. Resident Evil 4 is definitely top three of all time for me, um, and it is uh, something that, it, that every gamer needs to experience uh, for themselves. Uh, and considering how long it was in development, fun fact, one scrap prototype uh, for this game got repurposed into Devil May Cry, um, we should uh, all be thankful that it turned out as well as it did. Go play it right now. It is really that good. We agree. I just played it. Yep. Sure. Yep. I don't want to go play it just yet, but I mean, it doesn't sound like a, like, it doesn't sound like torture either. Nope. Um, yeah. yeah, it is. Um, yeah, it is. It is, you know, again, really, really phenomenal. That escort quest and tank control thing is really kind of key. Yeah. Um, you know, because the, I can't actually think of another escort quest I like. No, no. You know, um, like, like even again, in the, even in the genre, like a game that makes escort quests as like big of a deal as it is here. Um, would be like Silent Hill 4 and like the entire back half of that game is an escort quest. Yeah. You know, and it, it doesn't it work like this. Good or does it suck? I mean, it doesn't suck, but like it is not as, you know, s intelligently deployed as it is here. Mm. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take Eric's. Okay. Um, Eric says, uh, so Resident Evil 4, where to begin? At the time of its release, I was not a horror. I was not the horror junkie I am today. I was 15 when I played. RE4 was probably the first survival horror game that I really got into. After all the hype it got on the GameCube when it was released, I had to get it on PS4. Although the game has some creepy moments, regardless, I was probably more scared just thinking the game was going to be scary. Uh, replaying it with a more critical, uh, with the more critical way I view games now, it's still so superb and holds up super well after a few controller struggles for some, I'm sure. I only think that there are a couple of areas that can be removed from the game and the game won't feel like it's missing anything, but those levels uh, being there aren't so bad as to make me dread them, specifically the minecart section and a couple of others. The regenerators are easily one of the creepiest fucking things, and their tougher counterpart, the Iron Maidens, uh, certainly make me want to run to the hills. Sorry. Uh, that's him saying sorry, not me. <laughs> uh, in all seriousness, some great and gross designs in this game. So many iconic moments. Funny story. This will be somewhat vague because I don't remember the specifics, but basically I took, I don't see you doing it way too seriously <laughs> uh, in the YouTube comments uh, on a knife only El Gigante fight. So I set up a tripod and took my mom's camera and recorded my television. This was 2006 <laughs> or seven, mind you. So this was more common on YouTube than you might expect. I completed the goal of beating him knife only muted the camera audio and put it, uh, put in the song. I never told you what I do for a living by my chemical romance. God, I'm old. Um, the, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> Not, uh, the song just happened to be the exact length of, as the recording and also ends with the lyrics. Uh, and we're all dead now. Happy accidents. Uh, that's not the lyric. That's him saying happy accidents. Uh, I sure showed that rando on the YouTube comment section. Fuck you. God, I want to punch teenage me. Um, there's just one more, way more personal note on why this game is important to me. Aside from just being a straight up fun experience, this was a huge part of my teenage years where I would try to do everything the game had to offer. I never beat it on professional because I got stuck right after you fight the first Garador. Um, it was also the main reason I made friends with someone who is now uh, one of my best friends. Uh, that friend is also why, in some places, I have the pixel chocobo with sunglasses on. 
A different friend made me that Pixel uh, AVI, as well as the rainbow one on Slack and the black mage robes everywhere. Easy to go. Z Chocobo. Yeah. Um, and because I made a stupid, shitty edit of a picture of a normal Chocobo <laughs> and gave it Wesker's hair and sunglasses, <laughs> as well as uh, Chris's sick biceps from RE5. <laughs> it's just amazing to me what this dumb game about angry, non-specific Spanish-speaking cult monsters full of parasites <laughs> and one-liners has actually uh, affected my life. Not to even mention that it shot me in the survival horror genre or got me into the survival horror genre, which leads me to me enjoying Hexcrank uh, live just to connect this all together. Yeah. Uh, Z Chocobo, um, Eric, has uh, been just a consistent part of the audience and even back to like, uh, you know, as you mentioned, the uh, the Duckstream stuff, like always been kind of a constant companion about the uh, the games I've chosen to play. So like, rock on, man. I really appreciate you uh, kind of coming in and just being uh, being back up on these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't know if I have that much to add to that. No, no, it's 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 yeah. been good. Like, I, I just I love uh, the idea of being super young and just kind of saying like, well, these YouTube comments are making me out to be a busta. So why yeah. not like grab my mom's camera and let's make this happen? This is definitely a simpler time where you could actually respond to every fuckhead on, on YouTube <laughs> with a personal video. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, uh, so Clint says, this is my favorite uh, from way back in the day when I uh, lived in a lay Buddhist center about uh, with about 20 uh, roommates. Granted, the subject matter uh, isn't necessarily in line with a, with what most would consider to be booze, Buddhist tenets. Nevertheless, well, one of the uh, one of my roommates uh, lent it to me, Resident Evil Four, and I was off. I hadn't played many RE games since Nemesis. I had mostly given up video games except for a foray into the God of War games. Uh, so this was a revelation. The graphics, the controls, the story—everything had jumped light years ahead. I jumped. Uh, sorry, I finished it a few days in, and uh, then I went about living my life. Fast forward several years to me living uh, with my in-laws in the basement and managing a Taco Bell in Virginia. Uh, I get nostalgic for RE4 and I pick up a cheap copy, um, <laughs> which I'm just starting to crack the surface of when my wife and I find out that we're going to be parents. Um, uh, it would be four to five years later living back in Wisconsin and now with two children that I would finally get the chance uh, to get back uh, with this masterpiece. I managed to finish this one up earlier this year, sneaking in about an hour at uh, at a time during my kid's nap. Worth it. This is the first game that I've had the pleasure of playing in conjunction with your show. Uh, the meta conversation that goes with WAF has made me rethink and appreciate my gaming experiences, um, and I feel like these insights heighten my enjoyment of this playthrough. Uh, for example, the Waylos Plagas mutation uh, subverts the tried-and-true method of conserving ammo by going for headshots is delightfully frustrating. Uh, not a detail that I would have thought of without similar conversations in previous, previous episodes about verb sets and tutorial levels. Uh, uh, sorry. Uh, same for the castle level with the monks who utilize shields. Um, or how infrared scopes change your way of engaging uh, the regenerative zombies uh, at a point in the game where combat might be getting stale, or uh, to say that uh, ramping up the uh, the horror fa- the horror factor rather, 
or incorporation of uh, cinematic and uh, unique scenarios uh, to highlight boss battles rather than just making them battles of attrition or as in previous RE releases. Without the observing conversation that goes with their previous programs, I probably also wouldn't have been so creeped out by the uh, the overt sexism that uh, that happens at several points in this game. Ballistic missiles shudder. Or the uh, hokey trope of the damsel in distress that, uh, that falls in love with her rescuer. Uh, I'm sure that, just like for God Hand with you, uh, you'll also address these missteps and sort of segregate those from the elements that make this game great. Yeah, yeah we, we yeah. kind of set that aside, like the fact that, you know, Ashley is ready to bone down after Ashley's, uh, after Leon saves her rather, um, is unfortunate, but uh, doesn't necessarily make me ready to write this off. Yeah, it's um for some reason it's easier for me to to ignore this than in God Hand. Yep. Um, because God Hand it's like literally like you know Daddy Spank. <laughs> you know it, it's it's much more explicit than that. This feels more like it's hewing to an action game thing than God Hand. And it should also be noted like there's there's that awful something sensitive website which is just people you know refugees from something awful Bleh. who are all right shitheads making fun of people on something awful. And our entry on that, or when people talk about that, they say like, we spent like 20 minutes talking about sexism and God hand, which is, I haven't listened to the tapes. I bet you it's four minutes at time. Like it's, yeah, it's, we fucking you know, love that game, Gary. Like yeah, God hand is one of the best things we've done. Yeah. Pe- people calling us out for somehow not liking God hand is this weird perplexing thing that has just like come up in the last, like, I, I love God hand. What are you talking about? Like, yeah, I don't know, but we didn't spend, you know, 20 minutes talking about the sexism in it. We spent a couple minutes on it, just like we did here. It's worth recognizing. I think that, you know, the, the Anita Sarkeesian thing of like, it is possible and even necessary to recognize troubling elements in fiction that you enjoy while simultaneously enjoying them. Yeah. Uh, I think that's something to live by, mm-hmm. you know, like that, that's 100% true. Ignoring it and not, you know, seeing it doesn't affect you or just not even giving it any airtime or thought is how yep. these things become ingrained in culture in a gross way. Mm-hmm. So think about it. You see yep. something like this. It doesn't mean you have to throw, you know, burn your copy down. Like I still love this game. I would recommend anyone buy it, give the creators money. It's great, but it's not something that like you can, those two ideas are not cognitively dissonant for me. Yeah. yeah. Like regardless of any of that content, Resident Evil 4 rises above most of anything else that has come out in the past 15, if not 20 years. Um, But like, be mindful, you know, recognize that stuff. And like, it honestly has gotten better, primarily by virtue of being willing to call that out as not just unnecessary, but deleterious. Yes. Agreed. Um, I don't have anything to add to the the rest of it, other than the fact that uh, the headshot thing is a myth. (laughs) <laughs> but um, other than that, uh, and I also think that previous uh, Resident Evil boss battles are kind of just wars of attrition. Yep. Like they are kind of weird ammo sinks. Yep. Um, they are better here. Um, yeah, so that's that's everybody. Thank you guys very much for your responses. Really do appreciate it. Um, we This is the longest recording session we've ever had. <laughs> is it? I think so, right? Uh, maybe. Like it's probably up there with uh, New Vegas and some of those extraneous things that went along with it. I am fucking loopy because it is very late here. Yeah, it's, it's six hours. So yeah. this is a full shift of work. Um, so we're going to cut this admin short. The two things yep. I want to mention. Uh, one, Duckstream, there's going to be announcements on social media. That's November mm-hmm. 11th. Please uh, donate if you can. And uh, two, patreon.com forward slash DuckBeadTV. 
Yep. Uh, you can find everything in those places. We really do appreciate all your support. Sorry yep. to rush out. It is just, uh, <laughs> I like it six hours. Like I eat before I got on and now it's like, I'm, I'm hungry. I missed lunch. It yep. is, it, you know, it is this, uh, this is a long, long time in the middle of uh, my day and at the end of yours. Yeah. I, I have not had dinner yet. So I, it's about 10 o'clock. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get anything. Yeah. 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 But, so, you know, it has been fun to talk about this amazing, uh, this amazing game. Um, and we're going to, you know, get something cool next time too. So absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Next, uh, next fall, another survival horror game, spring survival horror game, survival yeah. horror forever. Um, yeah. So thanks everybody. And, uh, no deleted scenes this time. We got pretty much right to business. Yep. Um, but thank you guys very much for your support and we will see you next week. Take care. <laughs>